You're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, and today we're talking all about social media. Why do you actually bother with social media again, and does it actually do anything for your business? If you're asking these questions at all, then, you know, we need to talk. I'll show you exactly how to get real results, and by that I mean sales and clients from your social media, and I have the most amazing free download to help you finish the decade strong on your social media. So let's stick that cassette in and let's get going. You're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, now with over 200,000 downloads worldwide. This is the podcast for you if you're an independent beauty salon, skin clinic, spa owner or manager. I want to help you reach your business goals through simple, practical and focused business information and advice. We deal with the foundations of starting and also growing not only an incredibly profitable, rewarding and stable beauty or wellness business, but also a stress-free one too. In short, I'm here to help you make more money, have more time and get back to simply what it is you enjoy doing and why you set out on this journey rather than worrying about all that businessy stuff and not getting the results you want. And who am I? Well, my name is Adam Chatterley and I'm your host here on the show. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, what's going on? How are you? I'm in a great mood today. I think it's partly because it's been a while since I've done an episode all by myself. Now, that's not that I'm a ginormous narcissist or anything, but I kind of like being able to, you know, plan a whole episode out and bring it to life here on the mic with you all listening in. Now, I'll put it out there. I am by no means, I do not profess to be a social media expert, not at all, but I do know how to get results from social media. And I do so by sticking to some basic strategies, ones that actually are not social media exclusive at all, have applied for tens, if not hundreds of years, but they are as relevant today as they've always been, possibly more so now that we can reach, you know, potentially thousands of people so easily on social media. Now, I'm so excited because we've created, honestly, the most amazing free download for you with this episode. My team actually put it together. And you know what? You know, when you give a task to someone in your team and they just do it so well, they blow you away with something that you weren't even expecting. Well, that's what's happened with today's free downloadable. It's crazy good, but you're going to have to wait a little bit to find out exactly what it is and exactly how to get your hands on it. Okay, no more preamble then, let's get right down to business. So who is this episode for exactly? Well, newbies. I hate that word, actually. Let's just say those that are in their first six months of using social media in their business, maybe you're in your first six months of your business. It's also for salon or spa owners who are using social media, but actually not seeing any real results from it or not getting the results that they want or that they feel they should be getting or that they see other people getting. And it's also for salon or spa or clinic owners wanting a social media, you know, refresher, or maybe they don't feel like they see the point in doing social media anymore. So who is it not for? Well, if you're killing it on social media, if you're just, you know, if you cannot stop clients liking your posts, interacting with your posts, coming in because they've seen your posts, hey, keep on doing what you're doing. But you know what? Listen along anyway, because this episode is packed with genuine practical ideas, some refreshers, and even, like I said, some amazing free tools. So 
don't discount this if you think you've got your social media nailed, because maybe even if there's just one thing that I bring to you in this episode that will help you get even more out of your social media, then I think it will be well worth the time. So what I want you to do is I want you to grab a notebook or a piece of paper and work along with me just a little bit in this episode. Nothing complicated, but there are a few things that you really need to get straight in your mind if you want to get the most from your social media. Go ahead, go track down a a pen and some paper or something. I'll just keep talking in the meantime. Okay, so first up, what we want to do is I want to do a bit of a social media audit with you to make sure things, you know, to make sure things are, are, are set up right in the first place and we're on the right page. Now, audit does seem like a little bit of a dull thing to do, but all we're going to do is we're going to ask this simple question. Why are you using social media? Now, this might seem strange. I mean, everyone is telling you, literally everyone online is telling you to use social media to grow your beauty business or any business. And if you don't have a social media platform, then your business can't possibly even exist. And this advice is so pervasive, so persuasive that you are doing it. But did you actually ever stop to think, why am I doing this? What's the point of it? And how is it actually going to bring more people and more business into my salon and make me more money or get me more clients or whatever it is that you're trying to do. First of all, I'm making the assumption here that you are not just doing social media for your business because you're bored or because you love getting likes. I mean, it's nice and all, but you can't really do anything with likes. You can't buy food. You can't pay your mortgage. You can't pay your staff, you know, with likes. So what's the point? Okay. So let's break it down a little bit more. There are just four ways that social media is going to generate actual business for you. Now, the first three of those are using free or what are called organic methods. And these simply are what I call feed, search and share. Now, the fourth, the fourth way of of getting business from your social media is going to cost you a bit of money. And that's basically paid advertising, basically Facebook ads or Instagram ads or LinkedIn ads, primarily Um, you know, in our industry, it's going to be Facebook and Instagram. um, If you're selling to the public, those kind of things. So you're going to have to put a bit of money behind it. Now, each of these obviously has a lot of subcategories and nuances. But when you think about it, that's it. If social media is going to grow your business in any way, it comes down to one of your posts popping up in one of your fans or your followers feeds and causing them to either make a purchase or book an appointment. Okay, awesome more business, that's what you want. But beyond that, it's all about getting in front of new eyeballs. And that's only going to happen if one of your clients shares one of your posts, which puts your post in front of someone that hasn't previously heard of you. And then they make a booking with you. Hey, presto, new customer, awesome. Or someone might just search for your business type in your area or a service that you offer, or a hashtag that you've put on a post. Hey, presto, new eyeballs, potential new customer. Or finally, like I said, you might pay Facebook or Instagram uh, a bit of cash to put your post in front of the eyes of someone that might like your offer. Hey, presto, possibly if you've got a, a compelling ad and all that kind of thing, a new customer. You with me so far? Does that make sense? So that's it. Just those four ways in general that you're going to get more business or in any way grow your business through social media. Now, this particular episode is not about Facebook advertising. So we're going to kind of ignore the paid for posts here because they come with their own set of challenges. And I cover those in great detail in my Beauty Client Accumulator program. But today, though, we are concentrating on the organic or the free types of post. And we're taking things, if you haven't already noticed, we're taking things right back to basics 
asking all the questions that need to be asked before you dive into using social media. And we're doing this, yes, well into the kind of era of using social media and as we slide into 2020. But I think it's time that we had this kind of review. So after you've answered that first question and put that at the top of the page, the next thing I'm going to do is ask this question. What do you want to get out of your social media? Because that's going to determine largely what you do from now on or what you should be doing from now on. So get that target, whatever it is, really clear in your mind before we proceed, okay? So get that piece of paper and write it down at the top of the page. Yeah, what do you want to get out of social media for your business? Get it really clear, 100% clear in your mind before we go any further, okay? Do that right now. Now, hold on there for a second, okay? Whatever you've written down, you're going to be tempted, because I know what people do here, you're going to be tempted to write down a couple of things or kind of sneak a number of social media goals into just one sentence. So it seems like it's just one thing. But if you aren't seeing the results that you want from social media, then I highly recommend you pick just one result, one thing that you're aiming for and become laser focused on that until you nail it. And then you move on to a secondary benefit or a third benefit or something like that. It's going to make your life way easier and your results are going to arrive faster too if you do. So next, I want you to write down your social media platforms that you already have that you use, all those accounts that, you know, you have available to you for your business. So things like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, anything that you can think of that will be classed as social media. So once you've written them all down, okay, you've probably got loads of them, but once you've written them all down, I want you to figure out which one of them gets you the best results currently. Whatever those results are, they could be likes, they could be comments, they could be shares. And if you're not sure, each platform has some sort of analytics or report section associated with it. Now, I'm not going to go into detail about how to locate each one of those analytic platforms on each different social media platform because we'd be here for hours. But if you aren't sure how to find them, go and Google it. How do I find my analytics on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc.? Whichever platform it is, you'll find the answer right away. There'll probably be a YouTube video on it. So go watch that and figure out how to find out your stats on each of your platforms. Now, what you're looking for is which one of your social accounts gets currently the best response for you from your clients. It might be the, you know, the most comments, might be the most likes, might be the most shares. You decide which one is most important to you right now, but look at the stats. Don't just guess or pick your favorite. The reason why we are doing this is that we're going to focus primarily on that one platform. There's no sense in reinventing the wheel. So work with the one that's already getting you some results and we'll boost those. Okay. Now, there seems to be this assumption that if you have a social media account on every single platform and you just post the same thing on each one, that's going to increase your reach. Now, that may used to have been the case. However, each platform has worked really hard over the past few years, as more and more newcomers have come on board, to make sure that it is subtly different from the others. And you can't simply fling the same thing out on all of them. They all require an amount of adjustment from, say, the image size that you post along with it to the number of characters you can use to whether you can have links in it to how many hashtags you can use and all these different things. So trying to cater for all platforms by writing just one post means you're likely having success with none of them. In fact, that's probably the biggest reason that I see new people coming into the industry and starting to use social media not getting any results because they're trying to just fling the same thing out everywhere and it's actually not connecting with anyone. 
And all of this is costing you time, it's costing you energy, and ultimately it's costing you money. So pick the platform that works best for you at the moment based on your existing results, and let's make that the platform that we focus on throughout the rest of this episode. So there you go. Just in doing that, I've saved you hours of your week already by posting on loads of different platforms that aren't getting you the results. You are welcome. Now, let's talk about the types of posts you want to put out there. Now, there are largely four types of posts, generically speaking, that you can put out into the world. You've got text-only posts, except for Instagram, where you kind of have to have an image or, or some sort of image to go with them. You've got the fairly recent text as an image post, and this is mainly on Facebook. I'll talk a bit more about this in a second. Then you've got an image post, and then you've got a video post. Oh, and then you've got Facebook and Instagram stories plus live video. You see, see how quickly this gets complicated? No wonder so many people get overwhelmed and just kind of throw things out on social media like spaghetti at the wall to see if anything sticks. Hey, as you know by now, salon, spa and clinic owners wear a lot of hats day to day in their business. And while some of those hats are great, others like filing taxes and running payroll, not so great. Now that's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes and managing your team easy for small businesses. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Plus, they make it easy to add on things like health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Oh, and you can get direct access to certified HR experts as well. Now, we've partnered with Gusto here at the Beauty Business Podcast because we think they are awesome. And here's why. Gusto makes payroll and everything associated with it easy, surprisingly easy and fast too. 90% of their customers say switching to Gusto was easy. 85% of their customers say running payroll is now much easier than it was with their previous provider. Three out of four of Gusto's customers take just 10 minutes or less to run payroll. And Gusto integrates with your favorite tools to make your life easier as well. Things like QuickBooks, Google, Xero, and more. Plus, Gusto was voted Best Online Payroll of 2018, Best HR Software of 2019, and Best Benefits Administration Software of 2019 as well. And on top of all that, 77% of customers say Gusto takes tedious tasks off their plates, saves them time, and just makes their business lives easier. Sound good? Well, as a special bonus, Gusto are giving listeners of the Beauty Business Podcast three months free when they run their first payroll. So that's one hat that you're going to be glad you gave up. So try a demo and see the magic for yourself. Just go to gusto.com forward slash BBP. That's gusto.com forward slash BBP. Go and have a look. You won't regret it. Right, back to the episode now. And to keep things simple for you here, we are sticking to the basics and just going to ignore the Facebook and Instagram stories and all the different forms of live for now, focusing just on the basics here. Now, these are really powerful tools. They really are, and well worth looking into if you're already comfortable with the basics, but they take a lot more thinking about and they're best used once you've got the social media basics actually delivering you results, doing something for you, i.e. bringing you customers and making you more money, putting money in your till. Right, so let's start off with the most simple type of post, shall we? Text-only posts. Now, I think it's safe to say that you can pretty much ditch text-only posts. Just put yourself in the position of your target on social media for a, for a second. So just think about 
what it is that you're trying to achieve with your social media work, no matter what your kind of specific goal is. Ultimately, you're trying to grab the attention of people as they scroll through their feeds. And with so many posts having images, videos, celebrities and companies with high quality videos and animated posts, not to mention just the sheer number of posts that are in people's feeds these days, is a boring text-only post really going to stand out? Is it really going to cause people to pause for that vital one or two seconds that you need to get their attention and actually, you know, get them to read, pay attention to your post? Yes, I know you can now use some limited kind of different fonts on Facebook to help grab attention, but I wouldn't rely on these to work. People have already kind of got used to them. Quite frankly, they're bored of them. You know, they're kind of useful to draw attention to sort of a subject line in a post, but hey, look at that getting all complicated and bogged down in the minute details again. It happens so easily with social. So for the purposes of results, then we're going to breeze past the text-only posts and move straight to what I call, I don't know what they're actually called, but what I call text as an image posts. Now, these have become familiar mainly on Facebook. So these are posts where you kind of put in a limited amount of text on a bright color or an image-based background, either kind of a block color or a limited number of colored possibly seasonal backgrounds that kind of Facebook make available to you. Now, I couldn't find an official maximum for how much text you can squeeze into these text as image posts, but I conducted a highly scientific test by typing the number one repeatedly into my own Facebook post until it ran out. And I believe you can get to about 190 characters before it forces you back to just a, a text only post. So that's quite a bit of text and a lot more than I actually thought. So what can you actually put in here? Well, anything really. But remember, the golden rule of social is that you don't want to only be promoting your business directly. No one, literally no one goes onto Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or any of the social media platforms thinking, hmm, I feel like spending some money. I wonder what I can buy on Facebook today. So you have to gain people's interest primarily in another way. And that's where the following three magical words come into play. Educate, entertain and inspire. Now, if you want your post to deliver real results for you, then every single post that you create should do at least one of these three things or all of them if you can. Reality check. People go on social media as a distraction because they are bored for three minutes or to keep up with what's going on. Now, I do wonder when FOMO is going to be classed as an actual medical condition. So, if you can create something that slots directly into that mind frame of that distracted person, it, it fills that distraction for just a few minutes with something fun, with something interesting or with something inspirational, then you're on to a winner. So we already know that we're in the perfect industry to educate people. I mean, we all have a body, we all have skin, we all want to feel better, we all want to feel younger, etc. So questions like, you know, why should you moisturize? Or what type of skin do you have? Or why a regular massage can make you live longer? All these sorts of things can be of interest to your ideal client on social media, but aren't, you'll notice, directly selling to them. They are, however, educational and informative. And if you inject some of your personality in there, you know, something of your own, they can be entertaining too. Trust me on this. If you can make people smile, in your posts, that's a great way to get people's attention. So funny related stories that relate to kind of what you're up to, your business, what's happening in your business, what you do, your speciality, all these kind of things, they are ideal. 
Now, another thing that you can do is inspiring quotes, things that are related to you or your ideal client. That's a great way also to go, especially with these kind of text as image posts. They're really easy to do. Now, if you want to step up your game on these quote based images, and you all know what I'm talking about, it's where someone's kind of uh, found a famous person who said an inspirational quote that relates in some way to kind of that particular day or your business or what you do or your ideal client in some way. You know what I mean? Anyway, if you want to up your game on these quote based images, then check out a website called Canva. Now, if you haven't heard of it already, where on earth have you been? Canva is amazing. It allows you to create, well, pretty much any digital thing or actually print-based stuff now. So social media banners, post images, flyers, business cards, you name it. You can even upload your logos and it's ridiculously easy to use. We use it all the time here on the Beauty Business Podcast and Salon Business Secrets. One particular member of my team loves any chance she can get to play with Canva. Now, best of all, you can use about 90% of it for free. So go and check that out if you want to do any sort of um, kind of text posts, but make them look like an image, go and check out canva.com. I'll put a link there in the show notes as usual to help you out. Now, if engagement is a particular goal of yours, then relevant questions, particularly controversial ones that will kind of split opinions and encourage discussions are another great idea. Now, don't make it all about you either. Get your community talking amongst themselves and not just back and forth with you. This is social media gold right there. The social channels love that. People being social around a post that you've created. That's something you really want happening. So if you can ask a relevant question, keep it relevant to what you do, so it's kind of on topic, but ask a relevant question, put out an opinion, um, make a kind of slightly controversial in a good way statement, and just get people talking around it. That's something that you can do to really generate interest. Now, next up, we've got image posts. Now, right away, these are going to stand a better chance of quickly grabbing people's attention. Now, as they say, a picture is worth a thousand words. So an image, along with your post, can convey a huge amount in that simple glance it takes as people are kind of scrolling through their feed and can fairly easily cause that pause in the social feed that we are aiming for. So what images should you use? Well, as you probably know, there are loads of stock photo image websites online where you can grab yourself some wonderful images. Many of them are essentially free to use on sites like Pexels or Unsplash or Pixabay. You can even use Flickr images with the right search filters. But I caution you, I advise you, I encourage you not to use these. Now, I know they're tempting because, yeah, the professional photography on these sites is beautiful, but we've all kind of become a little stock photo blind, especially on social media. You know, there isn't really a great deal of industry-specific stock imagery, you know, relevant to the spa and beauty industry. It's certainly not realistic ones that actually apply. So the chances are whatever you can find can also be found by every other salon, spa or clinic out there. Now, actually, there's a particular set of images from Shutterstock, I think it is, which is another online photo library, but one you have to pay for. Um, but this specific set of images shows kind of an interaction between a staff member and a client in what appears to be kind of a, a salon reception area. Now, I must have seen those images used at least 20 times in various articles, websites, and blog posts. And I'm actually ashamed to say that for a time, I even used one of them on my websites. I don't anymore. I've taken them down. But here's a radical idea for you. Use your own imagery. Now, I know this sounds a little bit scary and like a bit more work for you, but 
We've all got a smartphone in our pockets these days. Most of them have a camera on there that are capable of outperforming even some of the best proper digital cameras of just a few years ago. So if there's one thing I can convince you to do moving forwards in your posts, it's to use your own photos. It's the one thing, think about it, it's the one thing that's unique to you and your salon or your spa on social media. No one can duplicate it, no one can make it the same, and they will stand out. So use your own images. Now, if you think you're no good at taking photos, then there are millions of apps available to put filters on your images to make them look more pro. You know, the latest version of Photos on the iPhone itself will add automatic filters and let you brighten up images at the click of a button. So go ahead, take the best pic you can, click edit on your iPhone, click that magic wand button and voila, instant perfect picture ready to use in your posts. Now I guarantee you will get more engagement and more attention than using stock photos if you use your own. So if your photos don't look professionally polished either, that's okay too, because reality is in some ways better than polished perfection. It's why so many people watch reality TV shows and why we all watch those viral videos of, you know, people falling over on ice and cats being scared by cucumbers. What? You haven't seen the cats being scared by cucumbers video? Okay, that is going on the show notes. Someone put that on the show notes pages because you've got to see that. Now, where was I? Oh yeah, that's the image bit of an image post. So what about the text to go with it? Well, similar things apply as I've already covered. Educate, entertain, and inspire as much as you can. That goes for every kind of post, no matter whether it's got an image or a video or it's the text as image post that I mentioned earlier on. Do that as much as you can. However, with an image, you can start to be a little bit more subtly promotive. Is that a word? Promotive? I don't know, but you get what I mean. Promotive, you know, to promote your services and offerings on social media. Anyway, let's say you take a picture of your Halloween retail display. Okay, you're being topical, linking the post to a season of the year, but you can highlight a particular product and its benefits at this time of year. You can even try and keep it, you know, on trend and seasonal. Pumpkin moisturizer, anyone? Now, a picture of your treatment room setup can have text explaining the calming environment and how it can add to that soothing, relaxing massage that your client or your potential client could treat themselves to with you, with your new seasonal promotion. Subtle promotivity. Come on, that's got to be a word. Now, the image causes them to pause. Then you inspire and educate them about the benefits of a calming massage. Then the next thing you know, your social media follower is clicking the link to make a booking or find out more, going to your website, calling you, whatever it is you want to do. Now, how long should a post be? Well, there is literally no right or wrong answer when it comes to the length of your post. Loads of people are seeing improved engagement with very long form posts on Facebook and Instagram. You know, the kind of length that you'd usually associate with an email. Now, the best advice seems to be experiment with long and short posts. For me, I've got a very short attention span on social. I like to you know, I like a post to get to the point really, really quickly. But that said, if the post is well written, then my attention span does increase. Actually, that reminds me, what you must do on social when you're writing the description, no matter again what post it is, you've got to write in a much more chatty, conversational way than you would if you were writing, you know, a formal email. Write like you speak. Using your own voice, again, this will make your post unique to you too. A great way to check this is to read each post out loud to yourself before you post it. Now, this might seem a little strange at first, but it's a great way to check your online voice. 
Does it sound like the way that you would speak? Are you using contractions and abbreviations the way that you would if you were actually talking to a client or a friend? Now, if you don't know what a contraction is, it's where you would use something like you'd instead of you would or you're instead of you are. Now, you're not going to win any awards for grammar. That's for sure. But that's not what you're aiming for here. If you are, then social media might not be the place for you. But you are aiming for a connection. That's the most important thing. Wherever possible, include your opinions, ask questions, use a little bit of positive controversy to stand out from the crowd. That's how you're going to stand out online. Now, all the time here, as you think about what type of post to use, what to write, how long your post should be, you always want to be keeping in mind the you know, that thing that you wrote at the top of the piece of the paper right back at the beginning of this exercise. What do you want to get out of social media? What is your point for posting? Don't just do it for the sake of putting a post out there in the world because, you know, you haven't posted for a couple of days. You should only ever be posting on purpose with a clear reason as to why you are posting. What is it going to do for your business? Now, it's okay if every single post isn't directly generating new business, but each post should have a desired outcome that you set in advance, be it engagement, be it shares, be it searchability, any one of these things. Now, that brings us to the last type of posts, video posts. Now, my job here isn't to convince you to do more video posts, even though these types of posts are consistently proven to be more attention grabbing, more engaging, just saying. But what I do want you to do is to get you thinking about the possibility of doing it and the video itself and what's different about a video post from an image post or a text as image post. Well, in a nutshell, sounds obvious, but it's a video. So unlike a fixed image, you can actually use the video to not only grab the attention of your target in their newsfeed, but you can use the video itself to convey the information, provide the entertainment or inspire the individual itself. So while getting yourself or your team on video can be a challenge, I do understand that this is the easiest type of post to inspire, educate and entertain all at the same time. It doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to be scripted. Just be yourself. And remember, when you're getting started, you don't even need to be in the video at all yourself. Now, I've suggested before that to get started, and I think every salon, every spa and clinic should do this, to get started, just record a minute or two video on your phone of a show round of your salon or clinic. Talk your potential clients through what's on the other side of your front door when they come to visit you for that first treatment so they know what to expect. Once you've done that and you've realized that you know the world didn't come to an end because you did a video post, you'll get more comfortable and you'll see the difference that a video post can make on your social media platforms in terms of engagement. Next, Pick a section of your treatment menu and just talk about it. Explain the difference between the various options. Talk about the benefits. Essentially, bring your treatment menu to life for your clients. Educate and inspire. And if you can, entertain people at the same time. Now, as for the post, uh, the description post that goes along with the video, what should you put in there? Well, the easiest thing to do is just put a summary of what you cover in the video, or at least why someone should take the one or two minutes that it takes to watch your video. Try and start it with, you know, an eye-catching first line, a question, challenging beliefs, or a slightly controversial statement. These kind of things always work really, really well. Something like um, why you should never, but never in big letters, why you should never let soap near your face again, or why a massage a week makes you live seven years longer. 
These would be great ways to start. I've got no ideas if these are true or not, but it would get me to stop and watch a short video if I saw that in my Facebook feed. So what else can you post about? Well, you generally want to avoid doing what everyone else is doing. So try to do any of these things in your own way. But if you're really struggling for social media inspiration, a few go-to options are quotes. I've already mentioned. Canva is a great tool to use here. Holidays. Link your posts in to seasonal holidays or events. Image posts are the easy option here. But how could you maybe spice it up a little bit and do a video post? Uh, behind the scenes stuff. These are easy. These are easy to make entertaining. People love seeing behind the scenes of what's going on. So maybe it's you, maybe it's just your, you know, how you um, set up uh, for the day in your salon, you know, how you get the staff all G'd up, what you do at the end of the day. Maybe you're setting up for an event. Maybe you've got a new promotion coming up and it's how you put the ideas together. Any of these kind of behind the scenes stuff, people love seeing that kind of thing. Um, you could feature a product, a treatment, a practitioner, a therapist, or a stylist. In fact, any team member, to be honest. Heck, your reception person is likely to be the first point of contact for many of your clients. So introduce them, make them more approachable. Give your clients and your potential clients every opportunity to get to know people on your team. You can talk about skincare, wellness, mindfulness advice, hair care advice, obviously, whatever suits your business or your theme for the month. And again, what are you trying to get your target to do? An easy educate option is one that's right here to talk about your speciality. You could shout out uh, an avid follower or client, maybe feature them as a mini case study. How did you help them? You know, this could speak very powerfully to someone else who's struggling with the same issue or problem far more than any advertising campaign could. You know, if they hear that someone else had the same issue, instantly they've got a connection there. And then if they hear that you help them with a solution, you know, who's not going to want to come to you for that? You can share positive feedback. People love great reviews. They love to hear reviews about businesses, films, products, all these different kinds of things, but they don't always go searching for them. So sharing your reviews, your positive emails, your positive comments, anything that you've had is a great way to, you know, blow your own trumpet without actually doing it yourself. Just make sure you ask permission first before sharing it if it was sent to you in any sort of private way, like a private message or an email. Now, remember, everything so far that we've been covering has been about the things that will go out in your feeds, probably on your business account pages or whatever the platform that you're focusing on is. Now, depending on the platform that you're using, that post isn't going to get shown to everyone that follows you. Now, there's always some sort of filtering thing going on in place on all of the social media platforms. You know, the dreaded algorithm that we hear about. This is the thing that decides who and how much of your following actually sees any one of your posts. Now, without delving into this too much, the amount of engagement you generally get on your post determines how much of your following or your audience actually sees your posts. So if you're getting loads of engagement on your posts, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whoever is going to reward you for creating good content by sharing it with more of your followers. So that's the reason you want to be asking questions, getting attention, making slightly controversial statements. You want your existing followers to be commenting, liking, arguing with you in a positive way and discussing your posts. That'll make sure more people see them in the first place and more people can take notice of them. But, but at the moment, we are largely dealing with people that already know about you, probably your existing clients that are already following you. So informative and entertaining posts help to spread the word a little bit wider because these are the type of posts that are more likely to be shared by your followers 
with their friends. Depending on the platform, this is how it generally works. And there is nothing wrong with reminding your fans to share your posts either. Now, we've actually tested this at Salon Business Secrets, and it's the reason why every single one of my videos that I put online these days ends with a page saying like, comment, or share. That one statement at the end of my videos has tripled the amount of shares that my videos get. People clearly just need that little extra reminder, that gentle nudge to do whatever it is you want them to do. And sometimes that nudge needs to be basically telling them exactly what you want them to do. Now, the next thing you want to focus on, if you remember what I was talking about earlier in the episode, is search. Okay, this is the number one way people outside of your network i.e. outside of your existing network and those connected to people in your network are going to see your posts and therefore one of the key ways that social media can bring you new clients. Now, the key to search on social media is using hashtags. Now, you probably already know this. And once again, depending on the platform that you're focusing on, how you use hashtags in your posts varies across each one. But without using them at all, your posts are likely only ever going to make it as far as your own followers and maybe some of their friends. But how on earth do you know what hashtags to use? I struggled with this for ages. Well, there are some amazing tools out there like Tailwind for Instagram that will analyze your posts and actually suggest the best hashtags for you to use. Now, hashtags are indeed most connected with Instagram these days, but they're not limited to the gram. You can use them in all social platforms and you can use websites like Tagboard to find relevant and popular hashtags across all different platforms. You can use other tools like WriteTag to find which tags will get your post seen right away. It will even suggest which tags to use on which platforms, which is a brilliant tool that you can go and use. That's WriteTag, R-I-T-E tag. We'll put all of these uh, links in the show notes pages, obviously. Now, Twitter itself has its own hashtag tool that you can use to filter popular tags in your specific location. Now, this is amazing. This is perfect if you are a a business that's in a fixed physical location, which I imagine most of you are if you are a fixed salon, a clinic or a spa. So if you're, if you operate, and even if you're mobile, but if you operate in a fixed location and you want to grab the attention of people locally, which I imagine you do, then go and check out the Twitter hashtag tool itself. Now, there are loads of tools that can help you find the right hashtags. Just Google, how do I find the right hashtags to use on whatever platform, and all of these different options will show up. But like I said, we'll put them in the show notes pages for you anyway to help you out because, you know, we are nice and helpful like that. Now, just remember, you can use lots of hashtags in Instagram, up to 30 different ones, I think, in the main post description. But make sure you only use a few relevant ones in other platforms like Facebook and Twitter. Otherwise, your post will actually be penalized. This is yet another reason why you shouldn't just use the same post and push it out on all your social media platforms. And remember to mix them up a little as well. Don't always use the same set of hashtags. What we do here is we have a, a document full of hashtags in various different categories. We have some that could always apply, things like hashtag salon owner, hashtag beauty business, or hashtag spa manager. And we pick from those with every different post that we put out. Then we have things, uh, a list of ones that that we use for certain posts that are relevant only to that post. These are things like salon marketing or salon clients. So have loads of hashtags that you can pick from, uh, keep them in a document, save you time, and then just keep adding to your document over time. You'll soon end up with literally hundreds of them, hundreds of them to choose from. 
Now, it might seem like this final step, searching for the right hashtags to use on each post, is just another thing that's going to take up your time. And it's easy to just want to overlook this and just get that post out there into the world. But using the tools that I've shared here, you know, it can take just a couple of minutes more. And if you are now posting more intentionally rather than just for the sake of it, then we've already saved you that time of posting on every platform under the sun. So taking those extra few minutes to help you get your post found even just by one new client, one person that wouldn't have seen it otherwise, could be well worth that investment of a few extra minutes. Remember, your goal is to post on purpose, not just because you haven't posted anything yet today. So that's the basics. That's the idiot's guide to social posting if you want to actually create a result, if you like. I've whizzed through that, I know. And while I know that it may seem like a really basic set of instructions for a lot of you, it's stuff that we've all heard many times before in one way or another. But I want you to ask yourself this. Are you really following this advice? Are you really doing all these things? Really? Now, when I arm twist my own clients into focusing their efforts on a single platform, having a specific goal in mind, even if it's for a fixed period like 30 days or 90 days, and we make sure to educate, inspire and entertain people, plus making their posts shareable and searchable, there is always, and I mean always, a noticeable improvement. First of all, in engagement and then in bookings or sales. So if you don't believe me, Try it for 30 days, really try it, really commit to it. First, you'll see more engagement. And if you start to see that, then the bookings will soon follow. I guarantee it. Now then, I know that with the best will in the world, you can listen to this advice and whether it's the first time you've heard it and something has now finally clicked and you sort of get it, or you're finally like, okay, I've heard this before, but now Adam's saying it, so maybe I'll finally get this done. Or even I've tried everything else with social media and I'm just going to take Adam's challenge and prove him wrong. I know that it's easy to come up with maybe you know, a week's worth of post ideas, but then you kind of hit that inspiration wall and you just run out of ideas for new things. Sometimes you just need something to give you a little spark, a little nudge of inspiration to help you along the way. Well, have I got a massive treat in store for you? It's the title of this episode. Well, one of them, I'm not sure entirely which one we settled on, but in one of them, I promise to help you get the last few months of the decade sorted for social media. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I've got a downloadable social media calendar that we've created just for you covering the last three months of the year with inspiration for a beauty related business social post every single day remaining in 2019. What? Now, you don't have to do a post every single day, but whatever day you pick, we've got you covered. How cool is that? Now, it's in the form of a calendar that you can save on your computer, view online, or even print out and have it on your desk or on your wall. And each day has inspiration for a post for that day. Now, you can literally sit down for a few hours and create posts for the rest of the year and then just use your posting platform, your software to schedule those posts out. Now, I want you to use everything I've spoken about today in this episode and make your posts unique. I challenge you to use all the different types of posts, text as image, images and videos to bring your posts to life, to stop people in their feeds, to engage with you and interact with you. Also, I want you to use hashtags to get your posts seen by a wider audience and always, always have a reason in place for each post. 
What do you want people to do when they see your post? Share it, comment on it, call you, make a booking, buy a product, or at this time of year, one of my favorites, buy a gift voucher. Now, for example, the 18th of October is International Get to Know Your Customers Day. I'm serious, it really is, where you can interact with a customer and get to know more about what treatments they like and then post your experience on social. There you go, takes care of itself. Now, this really, really, really is an incredible resource. I'm excited about it. I think we're actually going to, even though we've created it, I think we're going to use it in our own business to have 90 days full of social media content programmed for the rest of the year. So if you want to get your copy of it, and I genuinely think this is one of the best free giveaways that we've had for a long time now, and it's my gift to you. I want to hear how you use it and the results that you achieve. So to get hold of your copy of Finish the Decade Strong social media calendar, just go to www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash calendar, and it will be right there for you to download. And if you happen to listen to this episode after the end of 2019, hello 2020, well, go and check out that page anyway, because we might just be keeping that page updated with new calendars if this one proves popular, which I'm pretty sure it will. So that's beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash calendar. So there you go. No more to say on that one. I know you're itching to go and download it yourself. The Finish the Decade Strong on Social Media Calendar, media download thingy, uh, whatever we decided to call it in the end. So I'm going to end the episode right here. Needless to say, I'm going to be back again next week. Do keep me informed about your social media results. Challenge yourself. There's 90 days left in the year slightly less than that now when this episode goes out. So challenge yourself, make it a commitment, see what difference you can make to your business and your social media over the last few months of 2019. Remember to take action. Listening to this podcast is a fantastic first step as always, but listening along ain't going to get you the results you want. Only action is going to do that. So that's beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash calendar. Go download it now. I'll see you next week. Bye for now.